0: Hello everyone, welcome to Take the Black Live, show myself, Dan Selke, and Cheryl Watson, are both at WintersComing.net, talk to you about all the latest Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, sci-fi, fantasy, genre news, hopping about in the world today. Cheryl, how are you?
1: I'm good, Dan. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm still getting used to this new studio. We're in our new studio in the new yeah. fan sided offices, all Targaryen Fancy. black, uh, and just seeming very, um, we're very private. we can yell as loud as we want. No one will bother us. <laughs> I'm loving it.
1: I, I mean... More accurately, like we're not going to bother anyone else when we have very strong opinions about that's things. That's very true, yes. Because I don't know if you know, Dan, but we have opinions. And we
0: will have them today. So I thought that that because we... Um, oh, is anybody saying hello?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, hi, Tara. Hi, Christian. Hi, everyone else that's here. We're happy to see you, digitally speaking.
0: That's right. So I thought that, but b- because we had a break when we were moving from the old office to the to this new one, we just didn't have a show that week. I thought, and some big stuff happened that week. Actually, it's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, it it, it always does. Yeah. The 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 new cycle for 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 <laughs> fantasy stuff that no one cares about is very very is never ending. Um, I want to talk today about like okay, so when, when we were gone, we didn't have our show. Um, a bunch of set photos, cause, you know, those always happen – broke from the set of Blood Moon, the Game Blood of Thrones Moon. prequel show, and they were pretty big. Like They were pretty like, okay, that's Tommy Watts in full costume. Okay, that's like them filming a scene on the lake, on the ocean, rather. I thought we could just go over, we could see what we missed, and now that the the, the, the filming is over, they have finished filming the Game of Thrones prequel pilot. It's Took like a month. Yeah, it's plenty of time. Um still not sure if it's uh, going to be a go. I still don't buy the things about why they didn't order the series, but... I seem to be the only one, so I guess it's just me. Um, Don't worry, Dan.
1: You'll be able to vent your frustrations about other things that HBO has ordered to series later in the
0: show. I'm not sure we're on the same page about that. Oh, But um, we'll see. Well, I
1: will be able to vent about things. That <laughs> anyway. Are anyway, Blood Moon. Let's talk Blood Moon.
0: Yeah, anyway, uh, they, f- they finished the pilot, and there are some good behind-the-scenes stuff that we just missed and I want to talk about, including this scene of people out on the ocean off the coast of Gaeta, Gaeta, Italy, I don't know, um, being in a boat in medieval costume, looking pretty good. Um, I guess we can't really tar anything from this too much, but boats are featured, oceans are featured. You know, they're, 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 they're going to go for um, a level of verisimilitude. Um and expense, it will be. Yes. Yeah.
1: Nice. I mean, it, it kind of has a very kind of like long shippy, totally kind does. Of yeah, shape. I mean, without the sails or anything like that, but I I do like that. It seems like a much earlier form of of boat or
0: ship. I didn't actually think about that. So, so you think that that's like the kind of thing that would that would be earlier, like a well, like, yeah. like long ass rowboat or something.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, if you look at the ships that are in. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they're pretty large and complex vessels, right? And this is a lot smaller. Doesn't really have a deck. Like yeah, it's, it's a good point. Yeah, it's it's more. Yeah,
0: I guess like I figured that was like a tiny boat going to a bigger boat or something.
1: Well, that could but be. We don't know. That could be. Mm-hmm. But the the decor on the sides, in particular, has a very
0: and there's definitely decor, like a little twirly gig at the end. Yeah, the mast. Whatever yeah. if that would be, where the mast was—that's not the mast.
1: <laughs> That's not how that works. Dan.
0: Most intrigue yeah, aft. Um, most <laughs> intri- most intriguingly, though, this sigil, the flag on uh, the one end of it, and eh, she blows. Um, there you go, Dan. Yeah. So that sigil is kind of. So this is not one that we're familiar with. Apparently, they still have sigils thousands of years ago. At least the more powerful families might. Sure. Um, it kind of looks like like a. What do it looks like? I think that looks like a different, like a lion, but not the Lannister lion. Clearly, yeah. I think it's like a sleeker kind of. Uh, I mean, it's a puma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they have pumas in what They
0: they have lions. Why the hell not? Uh,
1: I mean, sure. Um, yeah, it it looks to me like it's some kind of cross between like the because just the head. So it kind of reminds me mm. of the Stark head. It does a little bit head in shape, but it's it's very clearly got like a shorter snout. Right. So yeah, I would go with maybe like a lioness.
0: Yeah. I think. It kind of looks like a Thundercats thing. I remember oh there my was this. this God, the, 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 there does. was this show back when I was a kid that was like a Thundercat.
1: Man. No, 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 no. I I too have seen Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Even if no one in our audience understands the reference, which if you don't, please look up Thundercats. You will not regret the experience.
0: <laughs> um yeah like yeah it
1: does it does yeah, look a like bit. a
0: yeah i'm guessing i'm guessing because just kind of the stuff that we've seen so far i'm guessing that is a house casterly sigil
1: yeah that right? seems That it's seems kind of right. lionish
0: the masters yeah. take it over they get a bigger lion I I, I I i i feel like that's where we're going
1: yeah i that makes sense especially since casterly rock is kind of
0: oh that, they're gay G- 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 is absolutely casterly rock because yeah. there's like a big crack in the rock and there's the ocean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i've I, I you know we, we still don't know a lot about the show but I feel like that's they're clearly leading us to that land the clever takes her for the castle rock from the castles we are definitely getting that story I will bet $100,000 on it
1: Okay but you're not putting that $100,000 on Naomi Watts being land the clever just yet right No
0: although you know at 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 at, at kind of Thrones that theory was suggested by someone who wasn't me so like that thing is is, is not just like our pet theory people are thinking that
1: I'm so proud. You're a trendsetter.
0: Dad. Oh, I don't know if they got it from me. I'm just saying Shh. that. Uh, <laughs>
1: Bask in the compliment. Bask in the compliment.
0: Speaking of Watts, Speaking we also of. got a photo of her in full costume. Okay. Just <laughs> go off. Well, uh, so obviously this isn't like a shot from the show. It's her like walking to stage. She's wearing sandals. I don't know if those are like her set shoes or just like the thing she wears, for she puts on, the whatever she's going to wear for the scene. But um, what do you think of this? Age of Heroes outfit.
1: That is certainly a costume, that isn't is, it? <laughs> it's it, so shiny. It
0: looks more costumey than the kind of thing you see in Game of Thrones usually, right?
1: Well, yeah. But, I mean... Oh, Julie's never heard of a Thundercat? I'm serious, Julie. Look up Thundercats. No, you're you're not going to regret it. Um, Yeah, it... Like... Ew. I mean... it. It could just be the light, but, yeah, it looks very – that color just is not doing anything for and me.
0: Like, head to toe gold. Like yeah. it's It just seems uh, – it, 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 again, it seems very costumey to me, like kind yeah. of Halloween costumey. Now, it might look incredibly different on film. That's sure. That's very true. Sure. We have no idea what it looks like. Oh. But I, it almost looks space-agey.
1: Yeah. Like, like it's
0: shimmery and shiny.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that one.
0: Yet. I mean, obviously, I'm thinking. I don't think Michelle Cotton came over or anything. I assume they have a new costume designer. Yeah, and they will put their own stamp on this show. Sure. What do they want. I mean, how do they dress in ancient times? I don't know. Um, like oh, that.
1: Julie wants to know. Do we have any idea when Blood Moon is going to air?
0: Nope. not a clue. <laughs> um,
1: the I the would long answer. Long answer is they just finished filming the pilot, but that doesn't mean they won't have to go back and refilm the pilot.
0: That's true. It that um, can happen.
1: Because that can happen. And also, we uh, HBO has kind of a full schedule.
0: <laughs> Man, they do these days, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. They just picked up Circe. Uh, did you hear about this? Yes, they did. Kind of Greek mythology um, reimagining thing. I'm super
1: excited. It was,
0: yeah, uh, I've read those books for great. I Did you read them?
1: I don't think I've read it um but i've heard good things about it so I'm although excited. i'll
0: be honest i'm not sure because it's hbo max I, picked up. I don't know if that's hbo or if they're separate
1: i mean it's probably the same thing like it's 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 going to be on hbo max which means mm-hmm. it's going to be like a streaming exclusive probably but
0: cersei a cryptology thing not cersei the show or cersei lannister show no nope. although i'd watch that too
1: uh, Nicole says she heard 2020 for Blood Moon, which is entirely possible. It would have to be late 2020. <laughs> Where did you hear that? Uh, she, she doesn't say. She just said, I heard 2020. Uh, it would have to probably be late 2020.
0: I mean, remember, like, if they pick it up, they got to go, like, shoot the other episode for right. the first season. And even There's if it's, still a ways to go. Even
1: if it's, like, a 10-episode season, we, we've seen how long that can take. Yeah,
0: I have so. no idea if they've written them already or what. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have some ideas. And I am curious, especially with that outfit, to see where it goes. Uh, Casey Plays also just said, just as a note, that there are still one or two other prequel scripts floating around. I know. But we're going to see what happens with this one, which is the right call. For sure. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And will the backlash to the final season get uh, shade the prequel? Not at all, which also makes perfect
1: sense. Yeah, that's probably wise. Uh, Diane wants to know if we... If we have any idea when we're going to hear. If they're going to go ahead with Blood Moon. Also, no.
0: (laughs) Not a clue. I mean. (laughs) We'll we'll hear when HBO is good and ready. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Uh, I mean, I suspect that we would hear pretty soon. Like, after they. Like, we will probably either hear if there are reshoots. Extensive reshoots, I should Mm say. I would say.
0: Which they were on the Game of Thrones pilot. Yes. Uh,
1: I would say pretty soon. Like, not – there's this, like, time period in, like, August and September where mm-hmm. not much is going to be going on with HBO. So maybe we'll hear something. We might even hear as late as, like, the Winter Television Critics Association. Like, it's Ooh, really yeah. up in the air. Um. Oh, Nicole is like, I would assume the end of 2020. I can't remember specifically where I read it at this point. That's okay, Nicole. I have the same problem. Yeah, I don't run anything. Yeah. Uh but yeah, towards the end of 2020, maybe early 2021 if it gets picked up in a yeah. timely fashion. And
0: right there, between now and then, HBO has tons of coming out. They got around the quarter has got <laughs> materials and watchmen. Beyond that, uh they just picked up um the Cersei show. They have, as we'll talk about later, The Nevers. They have Demi-Mom. They have a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff.
1: Lovecraft Country.
0: Oh, just, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only one of those I'm, ex- I'm super excited for. I'm pretty excited for Historic Materials. I think they can do a good job with it.
1: Well, that. yeah. I'm ex- I mean, of the shows that we kind of don't know mm-hmm. when are airing just yet. Like yeah. Love Lovecraft Country is up there for me.
0: And also, everyone else is coming to keep up, including uh, AMC, who showed off a preview of their second spinoff to The Walking oh. Dead. And, you know, this fascinates me because, like, okay, let's just watch this little teaser for the second Walking Dead spinoff, and then I can rip it a little bit.
1: Okay, let's go. What if you grew up in a world of safety, and you decided to leave? To discover the truth of who you are and what the world really is. You know, growing up.
2: There have been things going on in the Walking Dead universe since the very start of the story.
1: All happening over all these years, in other places we haven't seen. With people we haven't seen. With the dead we haven't seen.
2: But we'll see it all this spring. A new world of the Walking Dead.
0: Okay. So basically, AMC making a third Walking Dead show. It's gonna be about kids, teenagers. Gotta get that youth market. Gotta get it. Which I get. <laughs> well, you do. Um, okay. What fascinates me about The Walking Dead is this. Okay. Um, like, all the indicators are that this series is kind of declining in popularity. That not, that, that, that not, that not as many people watch it. Um, that's basically it. am trying people watch as used to. Like, yep. ratings have gone way down. But they keep expanding it. They keep making new shows. They keep trying. And... As the original show is kind of, you know, it, it, it's bleeding cast members, it's losing people, like uh, like the main cast members. I think Andrew Lincoln left, and I I don't know how to pronounce her name. De- Denai
1: Guerrera. Yes, yes. left
0: to play Michonne. Um, they're all leaving. The show is kind of it, it's still going on, but it, it, it's it's it, it's like a house that's falling in on itself, and you're like, let's build an addition. Yeah. I just I just don't get totally it. It's fine. It just must be even in its reduced state, profitable enough to warrant this, or else it's just a really bad decision-making. One of those two.
1: I mean, why not both? Um, before before I start my very truncated Walking Dead screed, uh, Kyle mm-hmm. says, I love the idea of Naomi's character being Garth the Greenhand's daughter, Floris the Fox, with a connection to Land the Clever. She was said to right. be the cleverest of his three daughters. Diane adds and she has three families with three husbands that are unaware of each other and then Kyle is like that could be the dark secret she she is hiding
0: referring to Neime, Omi Watson. that actually character. makes I've heard that one that is a little more consistent with like if we're not gonna go with general Lap one the clan the clever yeah that is a character that could go with a socialite with a dark secret yeah because she she also has a, a history in Georgia Martin stuff yeah I can see that too and that'll, that'll be pretty fine she's land the clever's mother isn't it?
1: I don't know off the top of my head. Never do I.
0: I'm sorry. You 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 guys probably do.
1: <laughs> you guys probably do, but I can't look it up on this. But yeah, I have
0: heard that as Flores the Fox, which I would also be cool with.
1: Yeah. Two. Answer Nicole's question: Am I the only one who cares about zombies? Who, who doesn't care about zombies? No, I'm. So- okay. Like, I actually watched The Walking Dead for the first, the like... The whole thing? No. No. I quit in, like, like four seasons or so in. That's
0: about where I quit, too.
1: And um, because I remember Rick burying a gun at the farm at the jail. And I said, "What? stop. This needs to stop. Everything about this needs to stop. Um, and then I watched the episode where uh, Negan kills Glenn um, right. Because my mom was still into the show at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad I quit. So <laughs> to bring it back to the thing that we just watched. Yes. I, uh, I, I like, it just seems so unnecessary. Like, especially because with Fear of the Walking Dead's track re- record where it took a couple seasons to even find its feet. hmm I don't understand why there needs to be another Walking Dead show so that it can basically be Walking Dead year-round at this point.
0: I think, in answer Nicole's question, I think you're not the only person who care about zombies. Yeah. I think we're trying to figure out how there's a lot of people who don't care, but they're still kind of making... Someone in that trailer even says parts of the Walking Dead Universe. universe. That terrifies me. Yeah, that gave me some <laughs> some palpitations. You know, i i, I will say, I will say this for HBO. I know they get some flags sometimes, but no one has mentioned a Thrones universe yet. No, like, and I'm I'm thankful for that. I really do like that they are taking this one step at a time. Yeah, and that because I mean I said this before. You do you? If AMC had Game of Thrones, those five prequel scripts, there would be two on the air already. And another coming. Yeah. <laughs> I have I, no doubt.
1: This, oh, okay. Diane confirmed that, yes, he's illegitimate. Of course. Um, And uh, Flores the Fox is his mother, but he's illegitimate. Cool. Uh, was I f- – oh, was I forced to watch the episode of The Walking Dead? Uh,
0: Kind of. <laughs> yeah, for, for fansider, they wanted us to. And I watched, like, all the way through after Negan killed um, Glenn. Glenn. And I mean, know like, it was okay but it, it didn't hold my interest for okay
1: the first season before I did it got extended mm-hmm. like extended seasons the first season of the walking dead is mm-hmm. some really tight cinematic like it's really good it's really good and then <laughs> things <laughs> happened and, uh... so like i can especially because like better call saul really hasn't oh. broken oh. into the mainstream quite as much mm. as Breaking Bad did in its later years I can see why they're going back to The Walking Dead as this like long like long-lived property that can still get some interest because it's going for a genre that doesn't always get the best representation on television and horror sure I mean, because American horror story is not horror no. anymore <laughs> um if it barely ever was it was scary in the first season. Okay. Um, and so, like, I think I think there's some merit in continuing to do this, but the fact that it's all coming at once mm-hmm. is kind of oversaturating the market. I think, and also, children just kind of seem
0: exploitative. But that's just me. A little. I mean, Game of Thrones is- succeeded with it, made yeah. stars out of Major Williams and uh, Sophie Turner, and folk.
1: I mean, but they weren't like the focus.
0: It's true. <laughs> I, I I I titled it "Raise the um, Raise the Walking Dead." I don't think it's like a title to go with it. Fear the Walking Dead, Raise the Walking Dead, because they're kids. But we'll see. Um, I don't like it. I hope it goes away. It seems expletative and weird and too much. But yeah. we'll have to see what happens.
1: Speaking of weird and too much, let okay. us now talk about the Nevers. Okay,
0: so I want to talk about this because it's on the HBO show. Yes, you know HBO is readying this big, this really. Like huge lineup of fantasy and sci-fi shows, this is one of them, and this is one of them we actually hadn't heard about in a while. Yes. Like it was announced, like Joss Sweden, the guy behind Doctor the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse, the first two Avengers movies, pretty pretty long list of uh, accomplishments, is making a new HBO show called The Nevers, and he is making it. By the way, he is writing, directing, executive producing, show running, like he's in. On this. I know. In the way he has not been on the show for a very long time. I know. He kind of like disappeared after Age of Ultron for a while. I think he like burned out hard. Um, but he's back. And it is about, I think he wrote then this, an epic science fiction drama about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. Which, yes, does basically sound,
1: go ahead. That's, like, mainline Joss. I just want to say that I didn't write that. That was the description that was given in the stories about the cast announcement. That's the de- – that's that's not me. That's – that is what HBO has put into the world about this.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds – it sounds a lot like it gives serious puffy vibes. Yeah. You know, women struggling against a – but period. Like, he's right down here. Yeah. Um, I don't find anything inherently objectionable about the idea – I guess I wonder now that he's been away from TV for a while. Mm-hmm. He went through a little um, cheating scandal, got kind of me wand for a minute, um, and now he is back with TV. Are we ready to? Because I love Jeff really work. I grew up on Buffy. I grew up on Angel. Firefly. Take Leaf. leave. Um, I love that stuff. So I am intrigued by him making a mark again. But I'm guessing that you are not a. Uh, you're not on Joss Whedon's hype train. What is it about the idea of Victorian fantasy superhero thing that? Uh,
1: it's not that I don't. It, I'm not on the Joss Whedon hype train because I think that TV storytelling has kind of left him behind in I a lot of that. ways. Because, like, don't get me wrong. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel had a pretty decent influence, especially in genre television. They did. For what kinds of stories could be told? Who could be the leads of those stories? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. But then you get to something like uh, Age of Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's still Joss Whedon's signature with the snappy dialogue and all that. But it also yeah. comes some, with some really dumb decisions. I will die mad about Bruce and Natasha. I'm going to die mad about it.
0: I just think part of the reason he burned out with and this again I read this back in the day was that he he. I mean, like, he could have been the guy direct, like, you know, Civil War and Infinity War, but he didn't want to do it after Age of Ultron because it was, like, he didn't like having to bow to the studio pressure of change this plot line, do this, do that, do that. So that is the reason he left that. I think it's hard to – I'm sure there's great dissertation sometime. Oh, um, yeah. What happened and how much of that is, you know, influenced. The Russos managed to navigate whatever that was really effectively, obviously, and have, like, made a career out of it. Mm -hmm. But Whedon didn't, and now he's coming back to TV. Um, I mean, it does sound a bit like, you know, stuff he's done. Right. You know, the thing with Joss Whedon is, like like you said, like, uh, snappy dialogue. Like, all the characters kind of tend to talk in the same sort of way – where they sort of kind of blend a little bit. Yeah. Um But I'm cautiously excited. I mean, again, I I have been a fan of his work mm-hmm. from kind of when I was when I was a when I was a little kid and kinda of yeah. got super into Buffy back in the day. Um, I'd be curious to see what he could do with, you know, kind of carte blanche, knowing that he does have his hang-ups and his habits right. and his patterns yeah um and they ordered this series but they didn't order Blood Moon just saying
1: yeah that was a choice that was made mm-hmm. uh and with the announcement of this cast which is very large um it's a big
0: cast like 12
1: people yeah um including Eleanor Tomlinson of Poldark which is great she needs to get more work she's a great actress I big love her so
0: much I'm a big fan of uh, Olivia Williams from yeah. Dollhouse she was, was really really talented on that mm-hmm. I was one of like eight people who watched that back in the day <laughs> It was other show.
1: It's true. Um, yeah, a lot of different characters, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, what character description? Like I've burned these character descriptions from my memory. He
0: definitely wrote these.
1: He definitely wrote these guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I do remember the pansexual posh boy whose charm is like five years five from its
0: And it's yeah, like, like the, these <laughs> weren't written by a um, a a. Like, kind of PR drone. These were definitely no. Joss Whedon having a hand in this. Yes. Hugo Swan, a pansexual posh boy whose charm has about five years left on its lease. Uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little Joss Whedon turn of phrase there. But it's not bad. So there's a little wordplay and a little bit of, like, twisty back and forth. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that.
1: I'm not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with that. I'm more just saying... We're we're at like critical mass of Joss Whedon, and these are just the character descriptions. I don't know how this is going to, especially with a with a period setting like this. Right,
0: I'm a little. Concerned. <laughs> they're not going to talk like Victorian people. No, they're,
1: they're not. not. They're not. I
0: mean, they're not going to use pop culture references, but they are going to talk in a snappy, quick way. Yeah, but they're like. I I feel like Joss Whedon has gone through kind of a critical reevaluation over the past like five years. I think like people were high in him for a while. Yeah, we're definitely in a down period. Yes. Um, but I can't help it. Like I I I, I these things like got into my system pretty early, and I do have like I, I want him to do well, and um I'm curious about this. But I mean, yeah, I mean part of it is like if you watch the Joss Whedon thing, you're gonna get a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. But, I mean, and again, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, you're not going to go for him for history. Yeah. You know?
1: And yet, here we are with a Victorian show. I mean,
0: a Victorian superhero show. Yeah.
1: Louise is like, I just looked up the list of actors, and as a Brit, I'm interested. That's True. very fair. That's a really strong cast. Like, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with the premise. I'm not disagreeing with the casting. I am just disagreeing with how much Joss Whedon we are about to get. Like, I... It's...
0: Kind of the arch quality to y- everything Yeah, goes. yeah,
1: yeah. That, that sort of thing. And I'm speaking as someone who discovered Buffy after it went off the air because mm-hmm. of age things. Um, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm a child. I'm, I'm a- old. We get it. I wasn't going to... I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it, Dan. Um... But uh, but yeah, it it like, and as I got older, especially I was like, well, yeah, but we can do better at this point. Like I would love to see more newcomers or kind of more dear sure. projects or even I mean, kind of Jordan Peele counts in this respect, I guess a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and, like, and, the, the, and and there are projects like that. Like yeah. they're also got to be know Who Fears Death um, on HBO. Which I, I don't know no. her name, but it's a, it's a new kind of sci-fi author.
1: Uh, Nnedi Okorafor.
0: Oh, perfect. Um, we got Jane Gulbin, who's a exactly, mean, not, exactly. n- not a newcomer, but I think it's fine if they ha- and they also have J.J. Abrams doing Demimonde, which apparently right. isn't going anywhere.
1: Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I don't know.
0: I'm, just, I, I'm okay with a mix.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with a mix. I just like <sighs> – this is a lot of Joss Whedon. And I would like, like <laughs> Joss Whedon 2.0 at this okay. point.
0: Perhaps get him a show runner or something.
1: Yeah. Somebody to rein him in a little. Okay.
0: Well, I'm curious to see what happens, but as we don't know anything yet, except for the cast, which is 12 strong and full of British people with witty descriptions. Yes. um, Any other thoughts before we bring in uh, our own Josh Hill?
1: No. uh, Hi, Jen. I'm sorry sorry you came late, Uh, but yeah, I'm going to leave this here for Mm
0: -hmm. Josh Hill. We'll have a brief commercial break (laughs) and we'll be right back. Bye, everyone. And we're back. Uh, I'm here with fan sided uh, uh, editorial ubermensch, Josh Hill. That's right, Josh, how you doing? I'm doing good.
2: Although this is the first time we've spoken since we went at it about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: That's true. We didn't really. That speak was Monday.
2: We uh, we did. We haven't. We sit next to each other. So
0: kind do. of across from
2: each other, but <laughs> it's a
0: million miles away <laughs> from of the office. We did. We, we had around to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, which I did not super duper enjoy. Um. Do you have any thoughts about that really quickly before we get into a song on Dan and Josh? I day. don't. We'll save that for another time. But if you want to read our ramblings, go to uh, fansetter.com. We had a whole roundtable about Quentin Tarantino's latest film. Mm-hmm. The ninth movie of Quentin Tarantino. I never got that. Like the eighth the ninth, uh, movie. Just. It's we, all in the marketing. I know. I know. It's branding. Who keeps count? It's stupid. He does. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it's Miramax does. Closely. um. Anyway, we're here to talk about. Uh. A Clash of Kings, as mm-hmm. part of our ongoing series, A Song of Dan and Josh, the show where myself and Josh Hill, who's never read the books, I have read the books, go through each and every chapter of George R. Martin's as unfinished magnum opus, breaking them down so that it makes them tick. And today we read Aria 5, we did. which is another entry in her ongoing journey. Um, she's left King's Landing, she's mm-hmm. on her way to Winterfell, but that's gone super duper south. She is trying to make her way with Gendry, Hot Pie, Lamy, and Weasel. Yes. Um, Lamy and Weasel didn't really feature too uh, big in the show. No. Lamy was there. Weasel was not. Okay. Lamy dies. That's, um, remember the scene where Arya and the hound are in the bar and the hound's eating some chicken and- uh, I do. Arya like stabs a guy in the throat Mm -hmm. with a needle. That's revenge for Lamy's death. Oh. And he dies here too, in in much the same way. Yes. So yeah, he's in there. Weasel is like this kind of feral child who was clearly scarred by war and just like kind of <laughs> hanging out of them, just out of instinct. She they 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 cut her. Yeah. Well, as you do, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Not terribly important. But anyway, um, this is another in kind of Arya's road trip thing. She has a lot of road trips uh, in this yeah. series until she settles out in Bravos. Um. I think it starts up pretty strongly. So, they're kind of wandering, her and Gendry and Hapai and Lami and Weasel. Um, and the land is just scorched. If it could burn, the Lannisters had burned it. If it could die, they'd killed it. And we top it off. We start off with, like, some really just images of more of just this war-torn country. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we're going from the city, King's Landing, where it, it, it's, it's more or less – they're more or less safe behind the walls. And things are – you can tell things are happening, like, the, you know, the peasants are revolting yeah. and Joffrey's going out to – in his tank to fight them like an idiot. But like Sans is more or less safe yeah. to like the thick of it, mm-hmm. where she's just wandering through the scorched countryside. Sir Amy Lord had given no more thought to burying his own dead than to those he had murdered, and the corpses of four Lannister men at arms were heaped near Yorin. She goes back and finds uh Yorin. They go back into the town to find their old compatriots who died in the last battle. Anything stand out for you this chapter, Josh?
2: Um Well, Arya being figured out by Gendry who figured oh, out that, yeah, she's that's a, pretty good. that she's a girl and then she cops her identity to him. So, that was that was a little fun. And also, because I'm thinking I, it's hard to disassociate the book and the show, yeah. even though we definitely, as everybody knows, don't have George R. R. Martin's up-to-date version of how things ended sure. with the show. Um, so, it was just kind of cool to connect those two things where it's like they eventually have their little hookup moment and then Gendry proposes and gets shut down rather rather significantly. But to kind of go back to this, even oh, though sure, that didn't happen in the books, to go back to this moment and kind of be like, this is the beginning of a weird budding romance where I mean, it, Gendry it, figures it, her out and she like immediately cops who she is, even though it has nothing to do with it in the mind of George R. R. Martin at the time. It's hard to, to separate those two. Knowing where those two characters eventually go in one of the two mediums that you're
0: following the story. I mean, like, there's there's definitely some sparks, even oh, on the page between yeah. Gendry and Arya. Like, you know, he's laughing as she like yeah. tries to push him around. Um <laughs> uh, I also like that she briefly considers killing him. I mean, um, <laughs> it's Arya, what do you expect, of like, course. Uh, when he figures it out, like, oh god, should I just kill him so he can't <laughs> tell anybody? Uh, she could draw a needle and kill him where he stood or else trust him that's that's her her, that's her option she wasn't certain she'd be able to kill him even if she tried he he had his own sword and he was a lot stronger that and that all that was left was the truth so it's mm-hmm. like she admitted herself to him just cuz she couldn't kill him <laughs> which is you're right it's a very Arya thing to do it is but it's like in a it's as, it's as rom-com
2: as an Aria storyline can get, which is, oh, he knows my name. I have to, you know, knife
0: him in the throat now because yeah. he knows me. But but she does come clean. You're right. She does. And uh, thus begins a, a ship to sail around the world. or <laughs> Like, a lot of folk are way into them. Um, and, you know, it, actually, it, it it's much the same on the show. Like, he finds out. Yeah. But, you see, he knew that he was – he knew that she was a girl. He didn't know that she was high born. mm so after that, that's when he gets nervous. Mm-hmm. He starts calling her "my lady" and thinking like, "I shouldn't have said all that. I shouldn't have said all that about Cox. Sorry, that was, mm-hmm. that was inappropriate." She's like, "Stop calling me my lady." It, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's th- 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 there's some tension. It's but. like a
2: weird inverted rom com thing where it's like he's all nervous around her once he finds out who she mm-hmm. is, and she's like, "I oh, don't don't treat me right. I don't want
0: to be treated right. I'm yeah. I'm just another soldier." I also like just like this bit where Martin like uh, Gendry all always looked pained when he tried to think <laughs> like it yes. hurt him something fierce that happens a couple of times that
2: was a that was an odd flex by, by George R. R. Martin it's just like all right and I feel like you a thinker apparently not and there that is one way I read that and I'm like trying to think of people in my life that I've known where I can apply that to where it's like hmm. okay that makes sense they literally look like they're in pain right now because they're trying <laughs> to put together
0: some kind of coherent thought but but it's not all uh, low-style rom-com stylings. Um no. So, part of the, the thing that they're talking about here, Gendry and Arya, is Gendry suggests, look, we should leave the others. Mm-hmm. Hot Pie, Lamy, Weasel, they're all useless. Like, Lamy is this other kid. He's like in a stretcher because he got his leg wounded, I think, at mm-hmm. the battle. Weasel is a failed child. And Hot Pie, you know, his heart's in the right place, but he can't really fight. He can't it's really scout. Yeah. And so, and they, and at the start of this chapter, they recount how they were traveling with some other people. They were talking with like a scout, like a like a woodsman, mm-hmm. and someone else, but they abandoned them. And Arya's like, I mean, of course they did. <laughs> like, it's much easier for them to get around without <laughs> dragging us around and this guy's in a stretcher and what can we do? We don't know anything. And Gendry just suggests like, look, we should ditch these people. Yeah. They're they're not helping. You can do stuff. You're the only, that's what comes out, like, you're the only useful one, even though you're a girl. just like, what? blah. blah, blah. Which she is. Like, in the beginning, she's like, she climbs a tree and scouts out the rest of the thing. She can sneak into the town later. Mm -hmm. She she is good at this. She is. And
2: also, I do like that the way it was kind of brought up because Mm -hmm. Ari is one of the smartest characters. She is always one step ahead of everybody, it seems. Mm -hmm. And this is, I love the instances where characters get caught and they don't. They're not, all of a sudden, not four or five steps ahead where it's like, I think I'm right. smarter than everybody else. And then somebody immediately calls him and it's like, uh-uh, no, you're not. It's just a yeah, weird humbling thing, even though it's something that's, I wouldn't say insignificant, but not like a huge plot thing. It's like he finds out that she's sure. her. But just the fact that she kind of got a one-up on her when she's always the one that's like yeah. it's this pride about
0: her and he's just like, yeah hey, it you're pains a girl. him to think yeah and even he figured it out that's true. <laughs> um, my question to you though is what should they have done? So should they have left and struck it on their own? Because you know again this is war-torn country yeah danger everywhere they have a better chance of living if they leave on their own. Lami keeps saying we have to yield over and over and over that's his like refrain mm-hmm. here he wants to give themselves up to go to the soldiers and say, we yield, just, just let us go, we're, we're, we're not trying to fight anybody, we yield. Gendry's like, no, says, knights and lordlings, they take each other captive and pay ransoms, but they don't care if the likes of you yield or not. And of course, at the end of the chapter, when it's a kind of a horrible moment, when, Lamy, when they find Lamy and Hot Pie, mm-hmm. Lamy tries to yield and says, we yield, we're fine. Um, because they're on a stretcher, he's like, you'll have to carry me. So I'm just like what the carry you really and just kills him. He's like that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last line is the soldier going like carry him. He says chuckling, <laughs> chuckling as he yeah just chuckling. Says. That's the last I know. word. I mean, I remember.
2: Um, it reminded me the whole decision reminded me of the classic 1999 sci-fi film Galaxy Quest, in which. Where <laughs> you were going with that? Um, Never give up, never surrender. So, uh, that you never give up, never surrender. Don't ever yield as we found. That's obviously not the route to go here. No. Especially in, it, it highlights that these characters, again, as smart as Arya is and as smart as everybody thinks that they are. Rarely is the right decision ever made. Like we go back to the first book, we are talking about Ned and how Ned is making the right decisions. Every single one's textbook. This is what you should do if you're the hero, if you're the good guy in the story, do this. And he gets his head chopped off for it. And that kind of continues into this book now too, where Arya and Gendry and all these other characters that we've got inside their heads of think that they're doing the right thing. And it's just this internal struggle of something as simple as yielding, which seems innocent enough,
0: Ends with what happened to Lamy. Yeah. and mm-hmm. running, doesn't seem like it's very a good idea either. Well, I was going to ask. So, do you think they should have abandoned them? Do you think Arya and Gendry should have it on their own? I think they should have. I don't think that they're capable of doing that. Gendry they, seemed ready to do it. Arya
2: was the one who was pushing back, and that's the thing because Arya is much more hard than Gendry is, mm-hmm. and the fact that she wouldn't leave says a lot. Sure. And because at her core, she's a good character. Like she, get one point, can think. Oh no! He figured out who I am. I gotta kill him. But at the same time, that's she not doesn't. really who. She, yeah, and that's not really who she is. To the point where she's not going to abandon these people because she's just because it benefits her to go on the lamb with with Gendry. Right. She's not going to leave anybody behind. Which yeah. is she is ride or die. She is ride or die. Which is also what Tim Allen did in Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. It's been a while since I've seen that. That's a good one, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I remember people it, don't like it. I thought I was going to say The Matrix. Wasn't that 99? It was. Okay. Whatever. Um, Another good moment is when, so Gendry is captured. They're all Mm -hmm. captured at the end. Gendry's captured. And again, Arya doesn't abandon him. She goes and tries to save him. She takes Hot Pie. Yep. And of course, Hot Pie gets freaked out. Like, I think, like, a crow brushes against him. And he just this – this is, like, one of those funny moments, like, in the midst of all this horror. Like, there's actually a really horrible description of um, – they're crawling under these naked people mm-hmm. who are hung up on a gibbet, which is a gallows. I learned vocabulary. Um, they did not look like naked people. They hardly looked like people at all. The crows had eaten their eyes and sometimes their faces. Of the six in the long row, nothing remained but a single leg, still tangled in its chains, swaying with each breeze. So they're crawling under that to mm-hmm. like go free Gentry. And a crow lands near Hot Pie. And he just he just shoots up and just yells, Yield.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never related with a book character more than I did in that moment when I was like, that's really? me. <laughs> I mean, I'm yielding immediately as You're, the crow brushes
0: past. Can me. you like see the visual? Like it's it's not just he yields up, he yields up like and is like into <laughs> yes. the underside of a naked, brutal body. <laughs> like, going, you? <"Aye!" laughs> and that, that didn't make it into the show, obviously. But it's, it, it's this weird mix of, like, this is horrific. They're crawling under dead bodies to, like, save their friend who was going to be killed. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of funny, too. It is funny.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. that There's funny moments that in that, funny too. <laughs> but, I mean, there's, there's, there's instances in which something grotesque can be funny. Yeah. Probably because it is so grotesque that you're looking mm-hmm. for that payoff. You're looking for that relief to be like, oh, okay. And that's what that was. Because if it's just that, it's like this really, because the mood was set, like the scene was there. Like yeah. it's, we understand that this is this terrible thing and it's the unexpected break in unexpected humor that makes it even better. Like it's not in, it's not that funny of a concept unless you have it play out that way. Then you're sure. like, oh, because most of it's relief. You're like, oh, okay, the quick break from this terrible body's Hanging in chains and crawling under them to save Gendry.
0: You know, what I would say is that unlike Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> the humor here just came from the reality of the absurdity of the situation. That's true. Where it's just that weird. Um, whereas Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it was just contrived nonsense. <laughs> um, I didn't really like it. Um, anyway, the last thing I wanted to touch on, I, I, I liked this one bit where they're walking along the riverbank and Arya sees some, uh, some swans. Mm-hmm just like hanging out. No one had told them that war had come, and they cared nothing for burning towns and butchered men. She stared at them with yearning. Part of her wanted to be a swan. The other part wanted to eat one, which is another kind of funny bit. Yep. But again, I really like that, like the really kind of beautiful lyrical thing where I want to be a swan because they don't know what war is. Also, I'm hungry as hell. It probably tastes like good. I'd like to eat that bird.
2: <laughs> Does it taste like chicken? I don't know. We're not going to find I out. never had swan. No. I haven't. No, I'm having it for
0: dinner tonight, though. So, I'll let you. I'll let you guys know next week what swan tastes like. All right. I think we can uh, probably tune in next week to see how Josh Hill enjoyed swan. Fried swan.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's our next chapter?
0: Uh, Tyrion chapter.
2: I do like I the Tyrion don't know what is. Yeah, there's a
0: lot of them in this one. He's kind of yeah. If like Ned Stark was the main dude for the first one, Tyrion is point man. For I like Clash it. Of Kings. Do we have any questions or comments about any of this? We don't. But Julius says hi. Oh, so hi Julie. I will see you next week. Yes, (laughs) goodbye. Next week for more song and Ben and Josh, more song about fire, Game of Thrones, fantasy, sci-fi genre news. Thanks for watching, everybody. Adios.